welcome back to Squelch. I'm Dano. And I'm Agooch. And we're here to remind everyone that Hearthstone is a game and games are supposed to be fun. It is time for Tea with Finley. This is the part of the show where we talk about what we did this week in Hearthstone. Hello, old friend. Let's meet for tea after the match, shall we? Do you want to get us started, Magooch? Sure. Uh, so I spent the majority of my playtime this week. Uh, I did a single brawl, one and done, which is too bad because I, di- uh, I dug it. It was really fun. But uh, I spent a ton of time in Tombs of Terror. And oddly, I breezed through Heroic on Reno, and it was much easier than the normal uh, with Reno or Finley. I did get there with Finley in the end. Um, so I got to go back and do Reno. But looking at the future wings, uh, I did not realize that we get a golden pack as well as the uh, card back for finishing it. So looking forward to some shinies. That's exciting. I um, I bought the the solo content for the first time. Uh, solo content is not really my jam. I don't I like it. It's not like I dislike it. It just doesn't really hold my interest. And so I played with Finley. I think I am like on um, like the seventh guy boss enemy whatever they are and i haven't gone back to it but i feel like i have to because there are packs that i've purchased that i have to earn so i'm not annoyed at the game i'm just annoyed at myself for not knowing better but if i get like a sweet sweet like golden legendary at the end of this out of like sheer dumb luck off the golden pack then it'll be totally worth it and if not then um i'll probably just like march my sorry behind down to blizzard headquarters and like get really angry at someone start wagging some fingers yeah, yeah you know I me might, depending on on how um good i feel like feel about the golden pack uh that would be pure dust on the other regions it's whether i want to spend gold on the other wings because i would buy them on on na or, or i mean i wouldn't buy them on eu or asia but maybe i'll grind them we'll see yeah it seems like a lot of interest in the solo content it's a you know sometimes it's nice to take a break from the ladder and have something to do that that is working towards something no i totally get that i totally get it i kind of feel because of like i'm playing in the two different leagues this right right now so i feel like if i'm not playing ladder then i should be yeah practicing well i mean you can't you know really practice against the innkeeper hey i'll 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 play some games against you if you want sometime this week i know my schedule is kind of whack but yeah, so what I'm doing wrong so far is with like the like the different leagues is I'm bringing different lineups to each league because one is shield shield phase conquest and the other is just conquest conquest. So which are completely different beasts even though they're both conquest. And so I'm bringing diff- so I'm I'm bringing like Reno Mage to shield phase because if they have a control warrior, I want that Reno Mage. And if they don't bring control warrior, then I don't care about the Reno Mage. I can just you know, I can sit it, right? No big deal. But I'm not right. going to bring the Reno Mage to regular Conquest because I have to find a win with that deck. And if they're not bringing decent matchup, but, it could be hard to win with Reno Mage right now. So, How does your deck selection look across lineups between the two? Are you bringing running the same kind of decks, um, some of the same decks in both? Or oh, so that would be different? really smart. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, there's variety is the spice of life. So this week I brought for THL, which is the closed deckless Conquest, I brought Warrior warlock paladin and hunter so warrior and hunter multiple archetypes which are flexible warlock just has game and if you get the ban right you can just find a win with with warlock right now i feel like so i feel like it's just a solid deck against a lot of the meta and then paladin 
because you can just high roll with Paladin. With Murloc Paladin, with more than one chance that deck, there's a good chance you're going to high roll and find a win. So last week, I kind of regretted it. I'm giving it one more try. I was looking for like a kind of figured they bring Priest. They didn't, um, which is why I brought the, the Paladin because it's got a solid win right against Priest. But I'm not upset about that. And then for Aspirant Series, which is open deck list, um, I just brought good decks. I brought Control Warrior. I brought Reno Mage. I brought Quest Druid. And I brought um, Quest Shaman. Unfortunately, I'm not great at Quest Shaman. But, but I feel like to really enjoy it, I need to be better at it. And I just don't have the patience right now to put in the time necessary to become good at that deck. I just need someone to teach me how to be good at that deck. <laughs> right. Um, I, I'm, I'm not bad with it, but I, I know I'm making, I'm not making the optimal plays. I'm so far removed from competitive play these days that even, even watching it sometimes I'm just like, oh yeah, you're supposed to think turns ahead and not just slam everything out as fast as possible and be like, hurry up, come on, hurry up. Yeah. It's interesting. Like the competitive scene right now is for better or for worse, GM is the competitive scene, right? And yeah, pretty much. They feel like they have solved the meta for like their specific series. So they're bringing uh, OTK Paladin. They're bringing some Bomb Warrior this week. They're bringing Quest Druid and Quest Shaman and then Priest. That's their version of solved meta. Like I, And then Mali Druid. Some of them are bringing Mali Druid, which I don't quite understand. So like... They're obviously like next level over me right now. Like I love Mali Druid, but I feel like it's just not very good in like the Druid Mirror. Like I feel like this gets wrecked in the the Quest Druid Mirror because you just don't ever get bored and they just smoke you on board. I mean, they obviously know more than I do, but I'm not going to copy them because I don't necessarily understand why these decks they're bringing are what they consider the best decks. So I just I'm doing my own thing really. I just try to work my own my own lineups based on what I expect and what I feel I'm I'm best at and what how I can like pick and ban. So. Yeah, it's really interesting the way that tournament meta develops completely on its own. And it kind of goes back to what, you know, it's another aspect of what uh, Craig was saying last week about how in some ways ladder just doesn't matter. It's not getting you uh, into marquee events and it's not informing the meta uh, really in the same way. So, Well, it is- th- well ladder's going to matter, matter again now, though, after the most recent change that they made. So ladder is actually going to have, I think, points, right? Um, so I think ladder is going to start mattering again. So, which would be great. Um, yes, but there's still that divergence between whatever the stand uh, the the standard or wild ladder meta is and a tournament matter that's you know uh, meta that's informed um, by things like what uh, shield phase or not, um, you know the specifics of the format and that kind of stuff. So, well, I think I think Team Five is learning along with everybody else, which is why I'm happy that they're kind of open to this feedback they're receiving. But I, I think one thing nobody really took took into consideration was what is going to happen to the tournament meta when you have the quote-unquote best players in the world playing week in and week out, right? So, like, they are, they've considered that they've solved the meta. So, like, what's that, you know, what's that look like for, for everything else? So like, I would kind of wish they would, like, change up the formats week to week. I mean, maybe we do a, a week of last year standing, do a week of of conquest week of shield shield uh ban phase conquest whatever that said ugh spit it out dano are you trying to say best of three conquest featuring a shield phase i'm going to assume that is what you meant 
but I would really hate to step on the toes of such an esteemed expert as you. I would roll my eyes if I was more than just a disembodied voice. And then, or, you know, there was, I meant to look, look this up before the pod today, but I, I totally forgot. It was when Dill's, I think it was season two of the Dill's Hearthstone League. Someone had put out a tool. It was one team or another put out a tool for like a pick and ban, like very considered, like very similar to like League of Legends, where you would submit your decks or submit your classes and then you would you would alternate picking the matchups you wanted. So you could like ban specific matchups and, and then pick certain matchups. Oh, yeah, I remember that. All right, cutting in. This is Matt at Arms, and you were thinking of strike format, you gigantic goose. I think that like was really interesting, and I wish it had caught any traction at all. And it's kind of why I wish that GM had more had a more varied format. You know, because why not? Like, they're playing every week. I mean, I think we've obviously seen between Specialist last season and then Conquest this season with the ban or with the shield, like it matters. The type of format matters. Like certain players really grok certain formats and and they don't get others. Like, you know, the best players last season are not the best players this season. And I really honestly think some of it is just they were just better at Specialist. They understood Specialist, right? And then maybe they just are not quite getting there with the the uh the ban so in the shield so i feel like i'm punching down but it is shield phase conquest say it with me shield phase conquest oh yeah there's absolutely something to be said about taking your strategy to attack the the format as much as the meta um and it works differently for different formats so yeah some some people definitely have a leg up on it just because of the nature of the the mechanics of how the tournament works yeah so that was a little bit off of t with finley but i'm sure Sure, Tinny and Finley enjoyed his cakes, so. <laughs> yes, his biscuits. <laughs> Are we talking like biscuits, like cookies biscuits? Well, he's British, isn't he? He's a Murloc, so I mean, oh, no. Right. Well, the he accent. Has a, he's, he has a British he a, accent. He is a stereotypical um, vintage gentleman of the Ooh, hey. English persuasion, it seems. If there are any English people ones. listening to the podcast, <laughs> does Finley have a British accent Oh, in yeah. England? Is that like regional? Do they do different language packs for between like the UK and the US? I have no idea. Are you, I mean, do most of like the regular cards have like an American accent? I just don't know. It's interesting. I don't I know. I assume the, so because who's the... paying for that, right? I mean, they're not going to pay like a British person to do a British one <laughs> and then like an American to do an like, American accent and like a South African to do a South African accent. <laughs> American did an American guy to do a fake British accent. I don't know about you, but I am hungry for a tasty Naga sandwich. The Naga, (laughs) the Naga sandwich is the compliment sandwich of entrees. It is two good ingredients sandwiching a not so good ingredient. Taste my blades. So just going to stand by this real quick here. Um, I know that the drop I'm playing there is not the Naga Naga sandwich and that it's the Naga pirate one. No, not the Sea Witch. It's the... Uh, oh, Corsair. Corsair, yes. Naga Corsair. But I don't care. I'm just doubling down. And I'm, this is, I like it. It's tasty. It's tasty. It makes sense. I don't care. If using the wrong drops is wrong, then that makes us professionals. Yes. Yes. So what's your first good ingredient, Magooch? Uh, all right. Uh, mine would be, uh, and I have to go back and play more of it, the Popper Brawl. Um, I love getting different kind of stuff. Um it's a very cool format, but it's uh, something that very much like Brawliseum would l- be lovely as a full-time format. Um, you can change the rules up every so often or 
change sets like they do for arena but why don't we have a popper why don't we have popper league yeah i agree um but it's still a good brawl no so i played so the thing with these brawls are for me for the most part is like i kind of have to be in a mood for them if i'm in the mood i play a lot of these brawls but like popper i love popper one of my favorite formats i'm not in the mood this week so like i have i played two games lost the first one the first one I lost, like I was playing Control Warrior. I got like to turn eleven or twelve, and I was like, "Why am I doing this?" I conceded and played another game. Like, like what? What are we doing here? Like, why do we? Who are you? And why do you have this kind of time on your hands? And then the second one, it was just the I don't think the person understood it. They played almost all basic cards. It was very confusing. I felt maybe, bad. Maybe that was a personal challenge. I guess so. Like it, it ended quickly. That's all I'm gonna say. I love Popper, but. Yeah, I got my pack. That's probably all I'm going to do with it this week. Uh, how about your uh, your first good? So my first good is episode 113 of Off Curve. Off Curve is Wicked Goods podcast. It's definitely worth checking out. But episode 113, I said this on Twitter today. It's it's just hands down one of the best single episodes of any Hearthstone podcast that I have heard of just like straight up good ladder advice. So point of the excuse me, the point of the of the podcast for him, at least was, you know, was losing and what what is losing and how do you handle it? And what are you doing? And, you know, if you're losing, whose fault is it? And how to and that kind of stuff. But what he really went into was the how to prepare, how to practice, how to handle the ups and downs of ladder talks about losing and goes like talks well about losing losing like you know saying you know not blaming rng too much but then also accepting when yeah you just lost because of rng like sometimes you just lose that way and so there's no reason to take all the blame on yourself which i've been doing lately when you get sometimes when you get steamrolled you just get got steamrolled and you couldn't do anything about it so kind of accepting that and then moving on watching your replays and kind of seeing okay was this good was this what could i've done better and then kind of really goes into just, you know, are you prepared to go on the ladder and take it seriously? You know, if you want to play casually and just play the ladder for fun, great, do that. Don't get mad. But if you are trying to climb, you're trying to make a legend push, you know, are you doing the things that you need to do to be successful? It was outstanding. Uh, so I really do encourage anybody to listen to to that episode of, the, of uh, Off Curve. So yeah, that's definitely something I will check out because it harkens back to days of listening to magic podcasts and uh, in particular uh, limited resources where one of their recurring things was don't get rotty, which is uh, results oriented thinking. You can't always just look at what the end of it was and you know you have to analyze plays and everything and yeah, losing is nobody has a 100% win rate forever. You will yep. lose games. It is a fact. And well, maybe you're going to lose games. What what you do with that information uh, shapes your games after that. Yeah, again, I, I'm not sure about you. I don't lose games, so. I do. Lots of them. Weird. Weird. I don't know. I think I might have to. Can we play a clip from a couple episodes ago where it's, how do you start every season? How many games in a row do you lose? Usually five or six, actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm the streakiest player I know, to be honest. Like, I just, I, I, okay, this is, okay, I'm either super streaky or I just, I'm 50 50. I'll lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one. Like, that's the worst because you don't, uh, ugh, especially when you're not to five yet. Upward streak sometimes is, is so gratifying. Yeah. And then when you hit five and it doesn't matter anymore. Yes. Yeah. But like, if you're at like seven and it's like, okay, I just, can we just please put a streak together so I can be done with this and then just see what happens after that? So what is your not so good this week? So mine uh, actually ties kind of back into the the popper brawl uh, and that it's just a brawl and not a format. Um, the fact that 
Standard Wild Arena and Brawl as the format itself are the four play modes we have still is really, really just a shame not having things like Brawlicium or if they could have more than one iteration of Wild at a time or some of the Brawls that are super awesome just to, to be able to play or even sandbox type of things, different deck sizes. You know, there is so much potential design space that doesn't even get explored because the formats aren't there to support it. And that's just... um. It's the thing I just miss all the time when I look at, you know, what can I play um, that there aren't more things to choose from. So I'm okay with Team 5 or Blizzard or whomever's Activision saying, okay, standard, wild, arena, brawl, those are your formats. But this takes me back to me being an expert on everything and like the API (laughs) conversation, right? So like if you release the API and under my understanding of it, which means that everything is perfect and then whatever I want will happen. If... If it's something that people want, like an out, a third-party vendor will create it. And if it's successful, then that's why they did it, right? So that goes back to me wishing that the API was, or at least a part of the API or something was available for developers because the interest is obviously there. Hearthstone is a success and people want to get in on that success. And right now there's just no way to do it because you know, Blizzard is completely controlling the competitive scene with like their weekly GM matches. And then they completely control what can be done with with the with the game because of just having the closed a closed system. You know, if like just being able to like have a, a tool that you like an overlay that just says, yeah, this card's allowed, this card's not allowed, would let you play, you know, different variations of like a wild or different variations of like or popper or anything like that. Just a simple tool by my mind, because I'm an expert. A simple tool <laughs> would give I us that kind of flexibility, right? It's a double-bladed sword with, you know, cards that would get banned, and especially in Wild, where people that focus on that format kind of maybe feel a little bit more ripped off in that sense that they're like, well, I have this card and now I can't play it in the format it's for. And I just want to be very clear ahead of time saying this, that Hearthstone is not magic. I am not trying to equate them. But just between the four that I stated before for Hearthstone, where magic has standard, modern, legacy vintage edh um popper and then weird stuff like type four tower and then just kitchen table because it exists physically uh every time too many magic players hang out they invent a new format Tiny <laughs> uh, edh was invented by a bunch of judges who were bored you say that as if that's something any of us know what you're talking about highlander ah, <laughs> where okay. the term in hearthstone comes from elder dragon highlander is a singleton magic format with 100 cards in your deck but but to the pure physical nature of it you can get together with a bunch of people and a bunch of cards cube is another one and just do whatever you want with them so we don't have that uh, physical flexibility with it, but there is, you know, it's it, the thing I always say, it's digital, like there are ways to introduce other things. So it would, it would just be nice to have a couple more options, especially after the letdown of uh built-in tournament mode, you know. Um, I don't feel let down about it really. I'm, I mean, I'm so over it. I don't now, but um, it's just a meme, you know, right? A lot like... of people did look forward to it. So we need some more buttons on that box. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> My not so good ingredient this week is just me keeping my cool on ladder. Like I've done a really good job of it the past couple of months and pat myself on my back. Uh, where it's like when thing doesn't when things don't go well, like I just kind of laugh it off or well play that kind of stuff. But for whatever reason this week, like just stuff's been getting under my skin. And instead of playing and annoys me the most about that is like not that I'm annoyed about it because like sometimes I'm just frustrated with myself for losing. But what I find myself doing is I just say 
screw it. I'm not playing this game out. They've already won it. In my head, I've already lost, even though there's a lot of game left to be played. And I just snap concede. Um, so I could be still, there could be six, seven, eight rounds left in many different places for them to miss player, for me to have the right draw to get back in the game. And I just, I'm not, I'm not playing it. Just concede, move on to the next game. That's something I need to work on for me is just like the, you know, play the game out. Cause sometimes, you know, it's not over. A lot of times it's not over. And just, you know, play for those like last out, see what you can do, learn the matchup a little bit better instead of just like getting frustrated and moving on to the next match. So I will say to your credit, at least that does kind of call back to your first good that you recognize that it's your uh, initiative to to leave at that spot. And it's not just like, I keep getting this card played against me on turn two. I can't ever win a game. So, <laughs> you know, you're you're on the right track. Yeah. Speaking of not so good, by the way, this is this is like right up your alley. It's my this is my uh not so good sub point a um i was just playing a game uh highlander hunter versus priest and they had a two seven and a one seven on board and i was like what i need to do is kill this two seven so i just turn five i play my zephyrus on turn five thinking it's gonna offer me shadowward pain because obviously i need a shadowward pain it offered me three three drops that were all worthless instead of offering me the shadowward pain that's pretty bunk Right? I'm like, so I need, yeah. so apparently I needed to play a one drop that I didn't want to play at that time to force the game to give me the two drop? Yeah. The, I, I mean, I would recommend the more, the closer you can steer him towards your card being exactly what you have available to play, the more likely it is to appear. Yeah. Oh, no. And I'm not solid. It was a good, it was a learning moment. I was just, I was kind of like, I just stared at the, my computer screen for a while and I was like, yeah. huh. So what I don't need is an SI7 agent or a mind control tech or what was the third one? It was just garbage. I was like, a silence would have been nice. Anything would have been better than the three options you gave me. Like the SI wouldn't even kill anything. I just took the SI because it might be useful later down the road. Yeah. Truly unfortunate. Yeah. SI is actually actively bad in that situation because it's priest. Well, I know, right? So, so I'm just going to, like, knock it down by two, and so he can heal it back up. and you know. he can play a North Sheer and heal it and draw a card. And yeah, some it, other goofy it's already stuff. on board. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that's all right. Um, so what's your best good? Uh, so mine is uh, Mad at Arms' first game with Brian Kibler's Quest Mage. <laughs> um, this is this is amazing, and I'm I'm sad that I only saw screenshots and didn't see it live. I know. Uh, so he completed the quest. He hero-powered into an Astral Rift, which he played and gave him Glinda with Sorcerer's Apprentice and uh, Antonitis in hand. And uh, he, he Astral Rift into Glinda into an Exodia kill. And him being a nerd in the fashion of uh, more so than we are, he did the <laughs> math. And it was uh, one in 17 million chance to hit Glinda on that, um, on that draw there. So... He Matt has threatened retirement, and he posted screenshots on the on the on Twitter, and uh, got retweeted by Brian Kibler too, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Which makes him famous. Uh, I, I I just wish I had seen his reaction to that Glinda, and the moment you realize, you're like, oh my god, I have a turn six Exodia. That's <laughs> <laughs> so great. Yeah. So my best good this ingre- my best good ingredient this week is is just Hearthstone. 
So I feel like this episode, I looked it over our show notes about a half hour before we started recording, and I feel like this could be kind of a, like a, a Danny Downer episode. Like, we're kind of talking about some stuff that's not great in the game, and it's honestly, it's just us nitpicking. Like, it's not perfect. The game's never going to be perfect. No video game is perfect. So Hearthstone is in a bonkers good place. I just want to be very clear about that. Like, this game has been incredible since, since this June. I, I really just enjoy getting on and playing the game which is not hasn't always been the case i mean there have been times where it's like oh i know i should go and grind some ladder if i'm gonna you know hit any de- decent rank this month i really need to kind of get on and play but i don't want to play it's just i gotta it's gonna be a bunch of mid-range shaman or it's gonna be a bunch of this or that and i mean i don't i haven't been winning a whole lot as much as i'd like maybe this this season i'm rank four five i'm kind of bouncing back and forth between those two ranks right now but i'm having fun and having fun with the decks I'm playing too. So yeah, I just uh, my best good once again. It's Hearthstone. Good job. Keep up the good work. Yeah, I would agree. I, I would have to say that for anyone that isn't aware, even though we haven't or don't always explicitly say so, uh, the reason that you know people like us and other casters uh, will be nitpicky and have negative things to say is because we love the game and because we care about it enough to take the time to say stuff. So yeah, overall. Uh, it's more than implied that uh, we do this because we love the game. So I agree. Absolutely. Uh, so each week we surf Reddit, accept friend requests, and read the comment section of YouTube to ask Hearthstone fans, why are you so salty? Let's get salty! So, Magooch, I'm going to ask you to do a dramatic reading with me. Sure. So this is a friend request I accepted last week. Backstory. Someone tweeted out a Mali Highlander Hunter. And I was like, that looks supremely stupid. I want to try that. So I built Mali Highlander Hunter and went to casual to play it. And I'm sure it's better than I played it because I didn't know how to play the deck. But it was fun. And that's what I... So it's casual. So who cares, right? Like winning and losing in casual, it doesn't matter. It's casual. So this is the third game I played in casual. First two games, I think I won one and lost one. And then I played a game against Meat Plow, and I don't remember exactly what he was playing. Reno Mage? Was it Reno Mage? Did I tell you that already? Uh, you say it in the script. Oh, I'm, so, I'm such a professional. <laughs> he was playing Reno Mage. All right, I will be me, and you'll be oh, Meat Plow. Okay. All right, so you send me a friend request, and I say... <laughs> GG. Yeah, right. LOL. I would say that if my opponent passed on his first six or seven turns. Idiot. Oh, but you didn't take that into consideration. What are you mad about? We're playing two off-meta decks in casual. It's supposed to be fun. Who says I'm mad, LOL? I am, oh, it wasn't a GG. It was clearly one-sided. Rito Mage is going to miss some turns. It's part of the deck. Oh, silly me. You're right. And then I did this small eye, big eye emoji. Turn seven is a bit much, don't you think? For us to both miss our early game. They are Highlander decks. It happens. Anyway, I thought you played a bad hand well. GG. <laughs> Mally Hunter doesn't have early game. Your deck only runs three or four minions. I'm aware. It's all in good fun. Deleted. No, I still, I'm still friends with him. <laughs> Ooh, that's the real chat there. Um, <laughs> so, like, and not like I didn't have. I just hear power pass. Like, it wasn't like I didn't. Get, I didn't draw any of my secrets. I just drew like just end game junk, 
and like I drew Mal, I drew the Mali. I'd never drew into any of the fun stuff to make that deck kind of work. I don't know what he was mad about, but yeah, it, it happens. But I mean, that's what happens to me when I play Mali decks, which is why I don't play. Oh, a lot of yeah, them. I know. That's why I played it in casual, and I wasn't mad when I lost games. I was a Mali hunter. Yeah, I never understood who gets mad at casual because you're what best case grinding gold. Like I don't know. Are you grind? Can you make gold in casual? You still get your ten wins, um, or ten uh, ten gold for three wins. I oh. think. I don't ever hardly play casual. This was a or at first least it's for quests. I'm not sure one way or the other, but there's bots in casual. And the only reason they would be there is because there's some kind of benefit to it. So I assume you get something from it. Sure. Probably. It's like some like crazy hyper machine learning from like, uh, I don't know, somewhere. And they're going to take over the planet through the hearthstone casual mode. <laughs> you called. No. Oh, I heard crazy smart machine. And I just sort of assumed, you know what? Never mind. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Area 51 stuff has been killing me today, by the oh way. Have you God. been able to follow it at all? Huh? I've been trying not to. Uh, it's so good. Did I... you see the video of the guy who ran in front of like this quote-unquote newscaster doing yeah. the Naruto run? I died. I just actually died. I was laughing so hard in my office. It just it tickled my funny bone. Uh, it's, we live in a very weird time. Oh, man. It's the little things. Anyways, we're a couple of nerds. Loris for nerds. Mm, this one's a real page turner. All right, so continuing our review of the League of Explorers, this week we check in on our gentlemanly friend, Sir Finley Merkleton. Gentleman, as I said, scholar, murloc, and adventurer. So Finley, like Elise, was also introduced in our beloved children's card game Hearthstone before. Also showing up in the spinoff MMO, <laughs> Legion, where he can be found at Dreyergrot mm-hmm. in Stoneheim yeah. on yeah. the Broken Isles. For sure. Yeah, that's a cool, great name, Dreyergrot. It's like Blandsburg. Oh, man. I love the Broke Isles. Like, man, sometimes like I, I'm a big fan of most islands, but like the Broke ones, my favorite. So he's in the area to <laughs> study the local, local murlocs. Yeah, I'm just moving right. right <laughs> uh, in the area to study the local murlocs, he also frequently scuffles with the pirates of the area. Uh, he does travel a bit, though. Uh, he can be seen working on his tan on Sandy Beach in the Shimmering Expanse. Or he pops over to Mechagon Island to visit his old buddy Elise. After all, she was the one who found his egg. That's right. Uh, murloc comes from eggs. Do you think fish people were mammals? I didn't think about it too hard. Yeah, I really didn't either. But um, so, so yeah. are all murloc? Wait, Elise doesn't have an English accent though. And if she raised Sir Finley Murgleton, does she? I, I don't know. Vaguely, I would, I would say vaguely, or oh. something. Well, I'm just saying his is a very thick English accent, so. I mean, I picture that group is like Finley and, and Elise are English, Brand Scottish, and Reno's American. <laughs> because he's the big dumb idiot. Like, yes. Okay. Uh, so. I don't disagree. Uh, after hatching and assuming some amount of time passed, um, he joined the league <laughs> and he also earned himself a knighthood. It's not like Sir Finley is just a stage name. I guess I kind so, of assumed it was a stage name. Yeah. Like Dr. Dre. Yes, um, exactly. Not a real doctor. Or a Dre. That's a C-Lab reference. <laughs> <laughs> While uh, not as 
an accomplished uh, accomplished in publishing as his fellow explorer Bran. He did write the foreword of Harrison Jones' book, Is It a Rock? <laughs> How to Identify Relics. Now, please tell me somebody actually like wrote that book. Like I would buy that book. I, I if it was nice and leather bound and looked really good on a on a shelf, yeah, I would buy that. Smells <laughs> of rich mahogany leather bound book. <laughs> um <laughs> He's something of a Jane Goodall type. Uh, he attempted to live with the gorillas in Stranglethorn Vale, but uh, didn't have a whole bunch of success infiltrating their culture. Maybe it's because he was infiltrating and not studying or Maybe. cohabitating. Yeah. Um, but we don't have a lot of details on where it went wrong for him. We do know he moved on to locate more mannered murlocs, resulting in the recruitment of Morgul the Oracle. Mm-hmm. So as far as mannered goes, um, I would assume most of Azeroth thinks that this means uh, ones that can speak English like Finley, something other than Murgle doesn't speak English. Murgle is called Correct. That's right. Um, so this native language <laughs> is called Nurglish. I know. Starting with N, uh, you know, N for November, not M for Mark or nope. Murloc. Um, but it's so ridiculously hard to translate that most of the non-Murlocs on Azeroth just think they're dumb or, you know, not sapient, that they're just animals making noise. Um, but night elves are one of the few exceptions. Um, several of them can speak Nurglish fluently. But regardless of the language barrier, Finley will continue searching for other Murlocs that we can understand because we get we get Morgul's translations when he has speech bubbles. Um, mm-hmm. And unless there's a babblefish in the game... Um, I assume there are others that are understood or scholarly or mannered. Sure. But I would love to have like a gentleman army of Murlocs. That would be great. I'd say one of the happiest days of this past year, I would say calendar year, was when I, I don't even know what I was doing, but I stumbled upon the Nurglish, a list of different Nurglish words and like what they are. It is just a wonderful little corner of the internet. It is outstanding. All right, I think we're going to add a language se- segment to the next. Uh, it's only there's only two, right? There's Nurglish and then everything else. <laughs> we're just going to do basic Nurglish, conversational Nurglish, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and then we'll do ten minutes of the cast in Nurglish and see how many people stop listening. Yeah, <laughs> just going to start the next episode off in Nurglish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for the rope. Oh, I love that fuse thing. All right, so question one. Um, I mean, this is more of a, a statement, and then we're going to elaborate. But yeah, not um, really a, a versus this time. More of like a chatting yeah, about, this is kind of a um, just spitting it out there. So yeah, we're holding um, hands, not fighting. A couple, <laughs> uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about like our the, fingers um, interlaced. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just checking. Sweaty, sweaty hands. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, my salty about the snip snap cheats. Um, so there's been some some weird movement on this. Um, uh, you know, I have he- still been hearing things about this plugin or this DLL edit that allow you to disable animations. However, uh, Blizzard banned a whole bunch of people that played <laughs> quote unquote too many snip snaps. I love that idea. So. Like- yeah, yeah. We're just like around like they just like downloaded it in Excel and was like, okay, greater than or equal to twenty five. Like, <laughs> it, you're not far off from what it sounds like. So, um, <laughs> a player, um, 
Ed Detector shared a post on Reddit in the wild and in the regular Hearthstone subreddits indicating he'd been banned on NA and EU for mechanic abuse uh, with no further detail. So he he did say I was playing snip snap snip block on ladders for most of the last month. Didn't do any game file editing. And he actually posted not that these are, um, you know, the best evidence in the world, but he posted like 180 replays from HS replay. Um, he said they're all public. And ironically, this is not the guy that we were talking about that <laughs> played like the 68 snip snaps in one turn. Um, so we, you know, have found out you can alternate snip snap and zilliacs to cut down while one animates, you can play the other, um, and you can really push that total up high. But, um, we got a blue post response on Reddit, uh, that said this, uh, I have an update for everyone on the snip snap conversation that started over the weekend. What happened? We spent time reading this thread that was, um, Ed detectors time to say goodbye, uh, gathering all the details in the situation. For some added context, all of this hinges on a situation where, under certain circumstances, a player can end up with a significant amount of extra time on their turn, even over a minute. Snip Snap is a card that relates to this behavior that we've had a close eye on, as we've noted that it has also been used by cheaters playing an impossible number of cards in a single turn. Under normal circumstances, a real human player can only play a small amount of cards of a turn. It's just a limit of how fast a human can perform those actions. However, when you mix this with the extended time to situation, a player could legitimately play far more cards than usual if they've been given additional time in a turn. We recently banned a number of accounts that had been marked as playing an impossible, or so we thought, number of cards in a single turn. We now know that some of these turns were possible under normal play because the turn had been given so much added time. What we're doing? Given the interaction of the extended time issue described above, we are rolling back a large quantity of these bans. We're also updating the procedures that led to these bans to ensure they only catch cheaters. So there's a lot going on here. Um, there's not really an appeals process if anybody out there has gotten a ban. Apparently those emails say, you've been banned, end of this conversation. Like, we will discuss this further. That uh, sucks. So there's no there's no appeals process. And for somebody that Ed Detect, one of the things he stated was like, he spent a lot of money on this game. Uh, and to have that, to lose all that instantly without even being able to discuss it is, is really got to burn you. There's also this fairly obvious fluidity of how long this quote unquote 75 second turn is. Yeah. Um, there's latency between my client, the server and my opponent's client. So it, it varies either way. Usually it's only a matter of a couple of seconds, but I use HDT. And if I use the turn timer, I notice that the timer does not line up with you know, the rope's supposed to burn out at zero seconds. So that timer will count, you know, 15, 20 seconds, like past when the rope expires or something like that. So a few seconds here and there, probably not a huge deal, but if that's where they're trying to draw an arbitrary line of what is an impossible amount of cards, then there's going to be some problems. So yeah, I thoughts. mean, uh, yeah, I mean, my thoughts are like, if they're cheating and ban them, but if you can't prove they're cheating, you can't ban them and if you don't like the apm aspect of it they need to fix the cards that are causing that so one of the other things that that it sounds like is on the turn that the extra snip snaps are played it is a responded long turn because of interactions on the other side of the board now i'm trying to find clarification for that but if i were to take a super long turn and it doesn't skip your turn with the animations you allegedly get also that amount of time for your turn which is part of the reason they get extended so one oh. one turns 10 seconds of extra action extend your turn so it's even 
but I don't know exactly how that works. How do but that's also deck. messing with the turn timer and the overall time of the game is this is a problematic area. Um, magnetic like, is a difficult mechanic, um, and I would I would assume the best thing to see was to give Mech Warper the portal treatment. Can't be less than one. Yeah. Yeah. That seems very simple fix to me. It really does. I mean, you don't need... If you're building a wall of like 200 attack, uh, there's other ways that you can do that that don't just spam, either spam minions, edit the game, or or make for just a miserable experience. Like watching someone start that and go, all right, this guy's going to play Zilliax 17 times and it's going to take like the entire turn and possibly longer. And you can think about what's in your deck. Like, do I have any outs to this? And it's, you know, and often enough, you're just, the game's over at that point anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't follow the wild scene as closely as maybe I should just because I don't, it just doesn't kind of like trip my trigger, right? But this is just kind of, it's just a weird situation and like, I don't know, it seems like you need to fix the cards that are causing the problem or you need to like, you know, if you don't like the APM stuff, and from my understanding is they're using like aspects of the game to their advantage. Like if you can make the turn correct longer yeah, there's a difference within between the game an exploit and a cheat that's just you're just playing the game like i don't have a problem with that like if you're going to have an apm aspect to the game then that's going to be part of it and if you don't like that then you need to fix the cards that are causing that problem not like going off and just like okay bam 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 you're all banned and now the problem is solved when really you're just just making people angry I'd rather they would focus the time on removing bots and that kind of stuff from the ladder than than what? checking after this kind of thing. But it, it, bots are mechs. If you, <laughs> um, and I mean, Reddit broke. What was it? That priest card that some death rattle synergy and and this oh. one's on you. Oh but, yeah yeah um, yeah mm-hmm. yeah. No um, idea though. Changed it preemptively before mm-hmm. the release of the card to prevent those kind of shenanigans, and then. And then made the change to Portal, and then to leave Mech Warper where. I don't yeah, know, it's it's, just... it's weird too because they made that they made that super proactive change with with Combo Priest, right? Where they changed extra arms from two back to three. I mean, that was a very proactive change. It was a good change that you know I think has kind of saved the meta. So I don't understand what's the holdup really. You're putting out patch after patch after patch right now with all the updates for the solo content. Like you're telling me you can't like sn- like sneak in a nerf to Mech Warper. And when when this is a mechanically controlled exploit, like change. The the way the game works then and you can't just like this is technically possible in the game but don't play it because you'll get in trouble yeah then take it out yeah. make it make yeah. it not playable that way yeah. yeah i was thinking about that like you know eventually a car is gonna have to disappear right and so like just a retirement right everyone with it gets the the dust and this card is retired it's gone it's not you cannot play it anymore right or it's only playable and casual that yeah I, or you know? you know add some formats where the super crazy stuff can go you know there's there's ways to deal with where those those cards go to yeah. to live if that's a necessity but yeah um, something kind of like hall of fame but beyond that so question two is if we're moving on i assume oh yeah i'm good so my second question this week is so this says hearthstone has been called a children's card game well i agree that it has children childlike kind of cartoons maybe ish um i 
feel like it's co- complicated in kind of a sneaky way, but this is called a children's card game. So I ask you, would you let a child play this children's card game? So I say this because a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, his his kid, I think he's like 12 or 13, and I might be wrong. Sorry if I'm wrong. But recently just created his own Hearthstone account. And the first thing that this friend of ours said was, do not accept a friend request without talking to me first, right? And then I was kind of like, yeah, that's the absolute best advice you could give somebody because like a 12 or a 13 year old probably is accepting the friend request because they expect it to be a friend request. And then like, you know, we both know like my earlier like see salty. They've never seen before. Yeah. Yeah, that that wasn't that bad. That was just that something was I felt. Nothing. No, yeah. that was honestly that was you know uh, tone more than anything. But yeah. oh my god, I've I've had horrendous things. Oh my gosh, yeah, like terrible, terrible things. And so my question for you, I guess, is would you let a, someone who's not yet a teenager play this game with that kind of with understanding that Blizzard is not going to do anything to stop that? Not just not do anything to stop it, but I think as we've seen in the past, um, there's there's no way to report people for that kind of stuff. Nope. Um, even if you get their info and make some kind of report or other communication in other channels to the best of our knowledge it falls on deaf ears we don't know that that there's not something that's done with that info but it doesn't seem to be anything that they want to share so i mean i think that i agree that is the best advice um you know maybe you have to have that discussion and explain why because that's kind of the forbidden fruit thing you know don't do this makes it <laughs> this is the one thing i want to do is add friends there's also you know reddit has um some great threads for finding friends and so does hearthpone and i'm sure other forums that are that are specifically there to do that so you can always fill your friends request up and not have space to accept from people <laughs> But I also come from, you know, children's card game is how they refer to magic as well. And I played that as a kid and I don't think that there's anything, you know, I remember you you were just saying you couldn't play magic at lunch because of unholy strength has a pentagram on it and it's evil and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's magic. um, Magic is evil. Satan, Satan, Satan. You know, I think there's a cutesier way that they go about that type of content in general, as we've talked about you know early on in the show other art changes uh that were not so well received but are you know moving in the direction to be more i guess family friendly or less outright unfriendly but overall i don't think i would have a problem with it as long as you know that's a discussion that you're willing to have and maybe prepare them on the off chance that they <laughs> want to ignore you like you know just don't get upset if somebody's mean to you but yeah um, for every aspect other than that, and also as long as the kid doesn't have access to my credit card and buy thousands of packs also. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're not uh, lying, right? But yeah, otherwise, no, I would have no problem with it. Yeah, me either. But I think it's disappointing, right? Like, it's easier to be a jerk in Hearthstone than it is almost like try and make friends in Hearthstone. It is because you're going up against that wall of assumption where there's people have suffered so much abuse that it's almost expected at this point so i'm i'm wary when i accept a friend request i know that you're rolling the die and it's an unfortunate conversation i have to have and i and i think it's my understanding if like if you accept a friend request and they say some awful things to you and then defriend you if you if you're another match that they're gone you can't find that person again the conversation might be open in the launcher if you're playing on pc maybe yeah i wasn't sure what that either i do see them um show up in social there yeah. Um, they won't still be your friend. I don't know if it shows numbers or anything, but me either. I would have to do some science to figure that out. I don't know. We, you go ahead and do that. Yeah, I'll delete you as a friend. You have to say something to me first. <laughs> <it's still> there. <laughs> 
and that Sniplock is the deck. best deck ever. I don't hate the deck on its own. I just think taking taking something that's borderline degenerate oppressive and having to cheat with it is like even worse. Like find <laughs> find a bad deck if you're going to cheat and just be funny about it. Like don't play a really strong deck and just not be a good enough player that you need to do that. Yeah. Or yeah, don't cheat. Yes. I think I said that last week too. Don't cheat. Don't cheat. So it's a short episode this week. We went long last week with Craig, but it was an awesome long with Craig of Canada. Still fantastic episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to it. If we go over X number of hours on our on our, our hosting site, they charge us extra money. So we're going to keep it short so we don't go over this month. Woo-hoo. Preemptive. Just yes. Like reverting extra arms. <laughs> there we go. So that's it for this week. If you like what you're listening to, tell a friend, share the podcast on our social or our Discord. Um, we really do appreciate it. If you love us like we love you, give us a five-star review everywhere you can. We appreciate it. That's so good. You have to say that every week now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Enthralamon for putting together the art for this show and for like putting together like the banner for my stream when I used to stream and hopefully I'll stream again. Um, you can see it on Twitter if you want to go there. It's out, It's outstanding, really. It's Cthune, and it's me, and it's bald, and it's beautiful. It is. It is excellent. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter at SquelchCast. You can follow me on Twitter at DanoPlay. The O is a zero because I'm cool. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Magooch. You know, I do that little laugh when I say that every time you say the O is a zero. <laughs> <laughs> it gets me every time. It's because it's fun. You can email the Dragon Box at SquelchCast at gmail.com. And you can give us a quest by sending an email or tweeting at the show. And we are going to continue to do quests. Somebody has just been kind of a lazy, lazy, lazy person. And it's not me. It's Magooch. I'm just going to say. Yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever. Okay. Do your work, friend. That's why I haven't been doing my game work for (laughs) because of my work work. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'll cut it out. Um, it's fine. Do you think you can do a better job of announcing Dano versus Magooch? Prove it by sending us your best recording of Dano versus Magooch, and we'll put it in the show. Thank you very much. And remember, Hearthstone is a game, and games are supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm.